0: Welcome friends. You're listening to the Mind Body Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Welcome to the podcast and thanks so much for being here. Today I want to talk about the energy behind setting goals. But before we do that, the three pillars of successful weight loss is back. This is a workshop that Leslie Hooper, Laura Calorai, and I are hosting on September 26th. It's at two o'clock central time. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later, but I just wanna put it on your radar. And if you wanna sign up, of course the link is where you always find it, in the show notes. All right, so let's talk about goal setting and the energy behind it, because this is huge. When you're setting goals, Oftentimes, you're thinking about the outcome that you want, and that's totally fine and absolutely normal, but the energy behind what you're going for and why you're going for it is going to determine how you go for it, the steps you take, whether or not you get there, and if you do get there, how it's going to feel to be there and whether or not you're going to be able to sustain it slash stay there. So that's a lot. So we're gonna dive into that today. So I want you to consider how you currently set your goals. What outcome are you looking for? Maybe you have goals right now. Maybe there is something that's really at the forefront of your mind and you're thinking a lot about it and you already have something that you can use when you're listening to this podcast to break it down and help you achieve these goals. When you consider the goal that you're setting, I want you to also look at where are you right now? When it comes to this goal, where is your skill set? when it comes to reaching it? Do you have all the knowledge that you need? Do you have the know-how? Do you have the time, the availability, the energy? Do you have the mental and emotional bandwidth? Do you have the support? Do you have everything that you need? Where are you currently at versus where you're going? Now, as you kind of look at where you're at and where you're going, I want you to do a little bit of a scan, check in with yourself and notice how you're feeling. Is the goal that you're going for coming from a curious place? Are you wondering what it'll feel like? Are you wondering what it'll be like? Or does it feel like it's absolutely necessary? Is there a pressure behind it? Not a pressure to succeed, but the pressure behind succeeding that means something about you? Is there a pressure that says, if you don't get there, then your self-worth is at risk? Are you excited about the process, even if you're a little nervous? Or are you just desperate for the outcome? I want to talk about when I was at my leanest, because it's a really good example of how setting a goal from a place of desperation really looks versus how I set my goals now. So when I was at my leanest, I had worked really hard to get there. I was disciplined. I worked at every single thing that I was told to do. I weighed, measured every drop of food. I carried food into restaurants. We joked that it was called purse chicken. I walked around with a cooler if I didn't bring my own food in, then I would bring a miniature scale in order to ensure that I could be as perfect as possible. I never missed a workout. No matter how bad I hated it, no matter how tired I was, I got it done. I did every check-in, I crunched every number. I'm telling you, I was perfect. I drank every ounce of water, I did all the things. I didn't decline social events, but instead I went. And then I'd drink sparkling water and then I'd run outside to my car and eat when my timer went off because nobody wants to bring cottage cheese into a bar. But there was no way in hell I was going to miss a meal when I was scheduled to have it. I was so proud of myself and my commitment, but I did not see at the time how disordered my behavior was. I was praised for sticking to it by the same people that would give me this side-eye while secretly thinking that I was very strange and something was probably wrong with me. And when I completely lost my shit and I began regaining my weight and eventually regaining all of my weight, I would often look back at that version of myself in awe. I was amazed at how strong I was and how committed. To be honest with you, I'm still amazed at how committed I was, but no longer for the same reasons. And at the time, I kept trying to go back there. I just wanted to be her again. I kept trying to bring that version of me back. I'd try to channel her. I had painted this picture that everything was great, and that I was happy. But that's a lie. I wasn't happy. I was desperate. I was a cheap version of happy. My hair was falling out. I was waking up hungry. I was dreaming of food and dreaming of cheating on my diet and waking up feeling terrified. I was afraid of food and it was the same foods that I couldn't resist when I'd finally quit dieting. I will say my grit was impressive and it's good to know that if push comes to shove, I know how to stay committed. But I haven't experienced that same level of discipline and complete shutdown, quite frankly, of all of my intuition for anything else past or present. I wasn't well. My body wasn't well. I was cold all the time. My mind wasn't either. I was stressed. I was worried. I was hyper-focused on my body and hyper-focused on my food, and nothing else could get in the way. The things that I truly value, the things that I value in my heart and soul, got pushed to the side. The energy behind my goal had nothing to do with taking good care of myself. It had everything to do with finally being worthy. And I didn't understand this at the time. I needed to be seen as enough. And the irony is that I have plenty of people. I have important, special people in my life that saw me as enough. But this was not about them either. This was about old childhood wounds, the ones that were never healed. This was about learning when I was very young that my body was a problem that needed to be fixed. And up to that point, I hadn't been able to fix it. Nothing worked. So when I finally took control, it took everything I had to keep it up, but I was willing to do it. I was finally having that feeling that I wasn't broken. Everything else felt like shit, but I could get dressed in a smaller size and I could be proud of myself for sacrificing all these things in order to be thin, and be the ideal. Honestly, I think the only thing that would ever get me to push that hard now, at the cost of my well-being, would probably be survival. And my guess is the reason I was willing to push as hard as I did then was because I was trying to survive in a different way. The reason I wanted to talk about that part of my life today is because sometimes when we set these goals, we're setting them from this place of comparing to a past version of us, a version of us that we thought was better or to someone else that we think is better and has it more together. And it can feel defeating to think back to how strong you were, how much more discipline you had, and you wonder why you can't do that now or the same when you're comparing to someone else. How are they doing all of this? You might be telling yourself, if you could only do that again, there's no way you would let go this time. But I want you to go a little deeper than the surface of what you want. I want you to ask yourself why you want what you want. There is no right or wrong reason to set a goal, of course, but the way you go about achieving it is going to be sustainable or unsustainable. It's going to be something that makes you better, smarter, more skilled at getting to and keeping the thing you want, or it's going to teach you to do desperate things from a desperate energy because you're desperate for the outcome, and then you'll stay desperate to keep it while you're barely hanging on. Do you know anyone that wants to keep up with their neighbors? And so they spend all of their money and they rack up credit card bills and a ton of debt And they acquire lots of stuff. Acquiring all that stuff helps them feel equal. It's a boost to their ego for sure, but it helps them feel like they belong. They're part of something. But that feeling is temporary. Eventually, the credit card statement comes and the things they purchase with it no longer hold the same emotional value that they did when they swiped the card. And having all those things creates an additional burden. Not because they now have credit card bills to pay with money they may not have, but because they already set a standard for themselves that they get what they want when they want it at all costs so they don't have to feel like they are less. And that pressure keeps them spending more and more as they repeat the same habit. It's an endless cycle and it's miserable. Chasing weight loss using desperate and unsustainable practices feels the same. You've already shown everyone that you've got it, so you'll do anything to keep it. Even make yourself absolutely fucking miserable. You're willing to risk memories, connection, energy, time, and brain power in order to keep up the illusion that you have finally made it. And when it all comes crashing down, it's excruciating. You would think... (laughs) by the way that I talk about this, that you should just take the easy way out. You should never think about food or your body again. That's actually not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is that goals are normal and they should be fun. And you should look forward to the things that you're going to be doing in order to get there because what gets you there is what keeps you there. And if you hate it the whole time, you won't love it at the destination. It doesn't mean that every part of your journey should be easy or fun. If you have a relationship that needs healing with your food, I can assure you that there will be times where it is absolutely not fun. It hurts. It's hard work. But you are allowed to want what you want for your body and your life. And no one gets to tell you what's right or wrong for you. A lot of what is considered too much or too little is subjective. But the fantasy of reaching a goal that is attached to your self-worth or your self-esteem is likely to cover up the painful part, the sacrifices you're going to have to make. And it's just going to tell you that you're finally going to be okay. When you set a goal from being a whole person, when you set a goal from a place of being already whole, then the way you go about achieving it is much smarter Because if you know you're worthy already, you won't tolerate anything less than you deserve. You won't tolerate disordered eating behaviors, missing out on the things you value, or sacrificing your health for this goal. You won't tolerate it because you know that this is not going to fix you because you are not broken. And then the decisions you make come from a place of caring about yourself on a deeper level. There is no currency that can buy your self-worth. You cannot exchange it for your time and energy. More money, status, or your appearance, or anything else will not get you more of it. It already belongs to you. So when your goals ask you to sacrifice what matters absolutely the most to you, you won't do it. Instead, you'll find a way that aligns with your values and a way that you can feel good about So set goals and set them often. Do it from a place of excitement, curiosity, and challenge yourself to commit to the hard stuff along the way. Any goal worth reaching is going to take some action that stretches you, but the energy to set the goal, but you don't want the energy that you set the goal in to be an energy of desperation, to belong, or to earn your self-worth. You're allowed to want better for yourself even from yourself. It's okay to do that work. And I hope you do. You only have a limited amount of time on this planet. And I hope you use it in a way that makes you proud. And at the end of the day, you go to bed exhausted from having your own back and working toward your dreams. Not all rainbows and daisies, of course, but working on it and what you want, that feels good because you're worth it. You are worth the work. If you deserve more, it's because you're already worthy of having it. It's not about getting more so you can finally feel worthy. That only buys you a false sense of self-worth that hangs by a thread and every obstacle threatens to dissolve it. So that's what I challenge you to do this week. Get your pen and paper out, my favorite tools, write down your goals. And after you write down your goals, right next to each one, write down how you expect it to make you feel. Write down why you want to achieve it. And then do a gut check and ask yourself if it's coming from a place of already being worthy and deserving, and it's absolutely what's best for you, or if it's coming from a place that promises you'll be worthy once you have it. And then you get to decide, is this the right goal for you? If it's telling you you have to earn your worthiness, you may want to consider a goal of working toward knowing that you already are before you do anything to try to earn it. This is some of the work that I get to do with clients and the members of the Unstuffed and Masterful programs. If you want an opportunity to do a deep dive with myself and Leslie Hooper and Laura Kalerai, we're hosting a workshop. I mentioned it earlier. We're going to teach you the three pillars of a successful weight loss transformation. We're gonna teach you the tools and skills that we each use to change our relationship with our bodies, our food, and our minds. And these are the tools that helped us lose the emotional weight that was on our bodies so we could lose the physical weight that we were carrying around as a result. No dieting, no counting, no restriction, just working with our bodies in a way that we were meant to do it. If you want more information about this workshop and to sign up, make sure you check out the link. It is in my show notes. I will tell you, we are charging $7 for this, which is ridiculous and amazing. And it lights me up and excites me because it's so accessible and because the value is worth so much more. I hope you'll join us and I hope you love it. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. It helps me so much more than you know. Screenshot the episode and share it on social media. Let me know what action you're committed to taking. Are you going to write down these goals and then tag me? All of my information is in the show notes. I want to come and say hello and show you some love for sharing my stuff. If you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, ideas for future episodes, or you want to learn about how we can work together one-on-one, or if you want to join the groups, have questions about the workshops, drop into my inbox. That's linked in the show notes as well, and it's always open for you. All right. Bye.